0: This is Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk by pro
1: wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. like this. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all.
0: marking out. Pro wrestling talk by
2: pro wrestling fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 607. I am one of your hosts, Dave the Rave. And I want you to be checking out MarkingOut.com. I want you to be checking us out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. I want you to make sure that you're buying a t-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash mark and out. I also want you to go give us a like over on Facebook. Give us a follow on Instagram, on Twitter, on Twitch, on YouTube you can definitely subscribe over there. And most of all, do you love cooking with Brandon? I know I do. So do you want to see what he's cooking up next? Make sure that you are following us on TikTok to see what the Brandmeister is cooking up this week. So make sure you head on over there. But that being said, this is 6.07 and I am here with Brandon later
0: on. Chris is going to be stopping on through. So, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. How about yourself? Myself
2: is doing great. I am Loving this weather. Big week for you, is it? Now, is it? What happened? <laughs> I saw you went to a Mets game. Ah, oh, yes, yes. Thank you. This is why I keep Brandon along on the podcast. You went Not to Corona, but it wasn't it. for wrestling. <laughs> uh, yes, I went to the Mets game on Sunday with all of my family, and for it was in- <laughs> except except for Brandon. Brandon uh, is a different he, side of the family. Different side of the family. Well, Brandon was invited to. Uh, 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 family gatherings on that side of the family too. So he's, he, Brandon is like the, the forbidden door person that he, he just breaks right
0: through that forbidden door from one family to the next. It's still one of and, my favorite things at Brad's wedding when your grandpa was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Brandon, Brandon burst through that forbidden door quite o- often, but yeah, no, the Mets game was really incredible I am really actually relieved that I'm not sunburnt. We sat in center field, and like an idiot, I did not use sunscreen lotion. Um, I, during the first, like the, not even the first inning, I had to, I went to go buy a hat because I didn't bring one, but I really do like my (laughs) hat that I got. What is a hat going to do for you? It's going to just cover my head, at least. It's going to cover my scalp. And did the, the
0: amazing Mets win?
2: Yes, the amazing Mets actually tied an MLB record of strikeouts in a 9 inning game with 20 strikeouts.
0: So, speaking of records, Aaron Judge, you see all that uh all those fights? Oh man. All the fights. Yeah, to get his ball.
2: Oh, dude. I as long as it's not Zach Hample, I oh. will be happy. I, I do no. not <laughs> want him to get that ball. I really don't. That's going to be the most like
0: disaster thing if Zach Hample if, gets the ball. Yeah, but if he got it, he would probably give it back. No way. A hundred percent. If it was something like that. He's keeping it and selling it. No, nah, I don't think so. That's what he did. does with the, all of the other uh, baseballs. No, because no, he gave that, I think it was a Jeter ball or something that he caught. And they held I like a, know. I think if I'm not mistaken, they held like a press conference for I'm it. Not a, and he gave the ball back and, and I feel like he didn't even ask for anything in in return. I, I think he got like a jersey and stuff. But that proves my yeah, point, but, that he wouldn't wasn't go, go and sell it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, Aaron Judge, just incredible. You know, being a Mets fan, uh, just watching Aaron Judge it has been so impressive. Even before this year, you knew that he was something special, but he kept on getting injured. And that was the biggest problem with Aaron Judge is that he never really had a full season after being uh, a full-time super all-star caliber player. He never had that full season, and this year is the first time that he's really had that full, long season of play. And yeah, right now, as we record this, he's at 60, uh what is it, 60, 60. He's at 60 home runs right now. So he just tied Babe Ruth's record of home runs. He needs one more to tie Roger Maris, and then one more after that, to break the record for most home runs in a season. So that's going to be so exciting, and especially because this is post-steroid era. so Maybe. You know, we don't know that. I know. But, I mean, wishful thinking. It's past Uh, it's past the uh, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, all of that stuff. So it would be really nice to see him break that record. Well, uh, it would be nice to see him break that record and really create his own record with that. Um, And then also something else is uh, Albert Pujols going for that 700th home run, which is really incredible. I think he's uh, moving into the top four of home runs of all time,
1: Mm.
2: I think. So just incredible feats that are taking place in baseball right now. And the Mets are in the playoffs
1: for the first time
2: since 2016. There you go. There you go. I saw a,
0: uh, a stat. That, uh, I guess it's from 2020 that somebody is now wearing the jersey number 89. And that was the only jersey number to never be issued in MLB. Really? On the Pittsburgh Pirates. Miguel something. Really? That's interesting. And that's like one of the craziest, to me, one of the craziest stats because we're going on. How many years of Major League Baseball? that nobody's worn that. 146 years, not one single player wore the number 89 prior to 2020. That's really interesting. And that was the only number that was never issued? It's pretty crazy. Yeah, no, that's a cool fact. That's a cool fact, but...
2: How about your week? What else? Uh, what did you do?
0: I ended up going to the cheesecake factory on Saturday and I really, I was kind of iffy about going there. Cause like cheesecake factory is great, but at that time I just wasn't in the mood for anything. And then I remembered that they did brunch on the weekends. So I checked out the menu and saw they had chicken and waffles and it looked absolutely delicious. And I got there before 2 p.m. That's uh that's when uh, brunch closes. And it was literally one of the best things I've ever gotten at Cheesecake Factory. Really? Literally one of the best. It was fantastic. Something once I was finished with it, with it, I was like I wish I I would I kind of want to order another one right now. It was so good. I don't know if the uh, chicken tenders are breaded in like cornflakes or something, but they're really good. The waffle oh. I thought was good. I was dipping it into the syrup. I, it was just, I, I couldn't believe that. I've gone so many years going to Cheesecake Factory, never doing brunch. I don't know when they introduced it. I don't know when they introduced the chicken and waffle even. Uh-huh. But I've gone so many years. And this is the first time trying it. And it's literally one of the best things on their menu. I'm going to also give a shout out to, uh, at
2: the City Field, I got the Metropolitan Fry Factory. At the City Field? Yeah, at the at City Field. I had Metropolitan Fry Factory, the Steakhouse uh, Ripper. What is that, that? So that I pulled up the picture I took of the menu, which by the
0: way, I believe that uh, on Cooking with Brandon episode 1, I believe I say The City Field.
2: The City Field. There you go. Go check it out YouTube. Um but it is the Steakhouse Ripper is deep fried footlong hot dog, Ugh. short rib and bacon chili, <laughs> beer cheese and chive. It's a heavy heavy uh item. You know what? It was... it. So, on paper, it really looks like a heavy item. But eating it, it wasn't... It didn't taste that heavy. You know, like, sometimes when you eat something with all of that, you can feel it in your stomach. Like, oh, that doesn't... That didn't sit well. You didn't really have that feeling with this. And then also got some french fries with it. And um, my drink of uh, beverage of choice. Which was a uh, a Coca-Cola. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, I for the Coca-Cola, I mean, I got a Coca-Cola in the souvenir cup. And I don't know. I'm not a big fan of drinking beer at athletic events, to be honest. I really prefer drinking soda at athletic events because I end up sitting there for a while. I'm not there to really be in a drinking competition. Uh, the beer gets cold, uh, gets warm and everything like that. But at least if you're sitting with, with a soda, it doesn't really go bad, you know? Plus, you get a souvenir cup, which is really cool. Mine was uh, Max Scherzer.
0: They don't have souvenir cups uh, for beer? They did. They have, uh, it... what are they called? Hmm. Uh, mason jars, I think, don't they? Yeah, I
2: saw that. At the gym, uh, at the bourbon like, bar area, they I did see somebody with a mason jar that said, you gotta believe on it, and that looked really cool. Yeah, I think nice. it had
0: like a... I think it had like a margarita in it. it And then literally one of my favorite things that they added to City Field was the ice cream cup with the the home run apple.
2: Yeah, I saw that on the menu. I was thinking about it, but no, I mean, I don't know. To spend 15... For the souvenir beer, it was $15.50, right? For a pint. For the 24-ounce of Coors Light, that was $15.50 as well. So... Of course, you get more with the 24 ounces compared to the pint gla- uh, pint cup souvenir. But for the at least for the soda, the soda is eight dollars and change, and you you can sit with it and enjoy it throughout the entire game. So I think the souvenir cup with the soda is the best way to go with these things. <laughs>
0: I you gotta go for comfort. At uh, at the Rolling Stones concert at MetLife Stadium, they had told me that if I bought a souvenir cup, it was a Rolling Stone cup. Uh huh. It it comes with dollar refills, and I'm like, well, of course I'll get that. I yeah. I would have gotten it regardless because I wanted the souvenir cup. Yeah. I downed the soda because I wanted to drink it before the concert and like get a refill for the concert. Uh huh. I go up there, they're like, uh, there's no refills Risha. on. I'm like, what do you mean? I I bought this specifically. Mhm I was like, brother. <laughs> Oh man I don't remember what the the outcome of that was. I think they actually ended up not Even... giving me the refill
2: no hey. yeah, no the souvenir I'm a big collector of those souvenir cups oh yeah i got a whole uh a whole box filled yeah, yeah I have a good amount of a uh, stack too i mean they make
0: great uh late night like water cups you know no i don't uh i don't use them I don't want them really. to get get broken or anything get faded. I'm not too. It, big, back I'm... in the day, we have a bunch of Mets cups that that were used as such, but mm-hmm. not, yeah. not not anymore for me.
2: I don't know. I'm not too like if they get banged up or anything. Um, but I, I unintentionally, I do have a lot that are in good, really good condition, though.
0: But like the yeah uh, Edge SummerSlam. Slurpee cup or whatever. Actually, it was a soda. Cup, yeah, I, I have I have a bunch of those SummerSlam cups. That that hot dog that you described kind of reminded me, not not a hundred percent like it, but mm-hmm. how out there perhaps it was, reminded me of the 50th anniversary Disney World hot dog that they came out with last year. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a, a strawberry bacon jam, oh, with funnel cake pieces on top, and powdered sugar. That
2: sounds really good. That sounds really... And that's like one of those good.
0: out there... Disney has a bunch of those weird... Uh, Contraptions. Not weird, but out there gimmicks like that.
2: Yeah, I just sent you a picture of it, too. Get a look at that, you know? Get a look I... at that.
0: <laughs> God, the positioning.
2: <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, no. I, I think that all of that stuff is really... It's really cool. Oh, I actually also got to touch uh, step on home plate for a Shea.
0: We we did that years ago. Me and technically, you? technically, yeah. Intentionally? I mean, we went to the <laughs> we were there for the for for the building of. That's true. That's true. So, I'm well. Actually, I don't know if we were allowed in that parking lot because I think it was just debris. I feel like we weren't allowed to. But also, part of me feels like we 100% were in the parking lot.
2: I kind of feel like we weren't. I want to say it was still being done. I don't know. But yeah, I never got a chance to walk past it or step on it. So I took a few pictures with the home plate at uh, in the
0: parking lot. I, I think that's I 100% that's... not even being in the parking lot at Shea Stadium. I was on home plate. That's really cool. You
2: um, know, I think it's really nice that they kept those areas so like for those that don't know in the parking lot they have home plate first second third and then they also have the pitcher's mound uh implanted in the parking lot of city field got myself so,
0: a picture of myself on the pitcher's mound at Shea stadium there you go that's really cool and dirt you know? from the mound which you still say that i said i was gonna said give said you that you're gonna <laughs> give me some i have uh, no recollection know. of that
2: well, that's a good call. I know. honestly you, wish, if, I really wish,
0: I really br- wish I I brought so many more
2: containers with me. Depending on how much you have, maybe we'll have to make a trade. <laughs> how would you like uh, CM Punk's wrist tape? Yeah. <laughs> I do have uh, draws in uh, an animal's autograph. I've, I don't know if you've given me that or not. I have a few other autographs I could trade you for. But <laughs> for o- a bit.
0: outside of baseball and stuff, I also decided that I wanted to try to make tomato soup from scratch and a lot of the recipes don't they say from scratch but it's like mm-hmm. here's canned tomatoes and i'm like i wanted like straight up roasted tomatoes where i roasted them myself i roasted garlic some wow. carrots red peppers created the soup base in the in the pot also i blended all the roasted stuff together i thought that was really good it's kind of like a, a chunky sort of um Rustic tomato soup if you will Mm -hmm. I also decided to make some potato wedges With like a barbecue seasoning But that's not To me that's not a highlight They were I didn't realize there was salt in the seasoning I was using So that's that was on Uh, me Yeah, That's a bummer And then one of our freezers randomly stopped working This week and our oven For whatever reason also decided to stop working So the only outcome of Uh Clearing out the freezer was to cook the stuff in the freezer, if you didn't want it to go bad. So I uh, I ended up grilling five different pizzas, all with onions, different toppings though. I put on uh, basil. Uh, I chopped up garlic for some of them, and uh, one of them had a balsamic drizzle. That was that's a, a really good pizza. I will. That sounds good. Recommend that. Not that anybody could have it because I'm cooking it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Brandon's going to open up a restaurant in New
2: York City soon. Uh, Ah, New York
0: City. Fat chance. (laughs) I honestly think if I was going to be opening... Oh, that's what we're going to call it. Fat chance. There's only one restaurant name that I would ever want as a a restaurant. That If if I was going to actually open a restaurant, it's Railroad Rudy's. I have the t-shirt already made up. So let's do it. Let's go into business and open it. Yeah, let's do it. If it was going to be opened... Yeah, who's cooking? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, obviously I'm talking who's to the cook. Who's putting up money here? Huh? We don't got millions of dollars. Well, I'm talking to the cook. No,
2: no, we'll we'll find investors. Yeah. If you are an investor and you are listening to the podcast right now, hit us up on the email. Uh we are here to listen to your uh your pitches and you know, take your money and give you something, you know. But if I a was share. if I was... we'll give you shares of uh Red Road Rudy's. If I was
0: opening a a restaurant, though, I I would believe that it would have to be near the Orlando area. Hmm. I feel like rent could be super high there, but also uh, with good land, I feel like there could be potential for good clientele. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. But that's a a pipe dream that I don't think will ever happen, nor do I kind of also wish that... uh, I don't know if my body could handle opening a restaurant, (laughs) Yeah, but maybe we'll put a pin Mm -hmm. in it, but that's really, that's all I did this week. That's all he did.
2: That's all I did, but let's get on to some pro wrestling talk and talk about some
0: Monday night. Monday night nitro. You could. Uh, I left that open for you to... Yeah.
2: Um. <laughs> so the intro, it started with uh, Bobby Lashley. We had the title match, the U.S. Championship on the line. Bobby Lashley picking up the victory over Seth Rollins to retain. And I got to say, this match was really... I thought this was a solid opener.
0: Lashley uh, holding himself in place when Seth Rollins went for the stomp. I don't think was... we've ever seen that before.
2: I, you know, at first, I was like... Interesting. But then I was just like, you know what? This is pretty cool because they're really building up Bobby Lashley as U.S. champion. Yeah. I Um, I think
0: it's more so like the spotlight is the U.S. championship. Yeah. I like the the spear that was reversed into the pedigree. Yeah. I liked when Seth Rollins... Not Seth Rollins. Bobby Lashley had Seth Rollins locked in the hurt lock. And Seth reversed it into that pin that we hate. But Lashley kept it locked on until uh Seth Rollins low blowed Lashley behind the referee's back, kind of. And yeah. then Riddle ran down and distracted Seth Rollins. This was about maybe twenty six minutes. I thought it was a good match to up the prestige of the US championship. One hundred percent. And
2: I thought that it was a good opener. And um I I think Seth Rollins the guy's incredible. I mean, he has over 60 losses this year. His win loss record for this year is awful. You know, but every match that he has, his opponents come out of this match, of his matches, looking like stars.
0: Uh, Later on, we saw Riddle basically said that uh, he was just paying Seth Rollins back for what he did to him, and he'll keep doing it until Seth Rollins accepts a match, which I'll get to a little later on. Mm hmm. We saw Damage Control have a championship celebration where they came out in a custom golf cart. They had streamers, they had balloons, and they addressed Asuka, Alexa Bliss, and the Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, which brought them out. And Bianca Belair said that they're going to have to teach them some respect. And Bailey's like, you need to be patient. And then Alexa Bliss challenged Bailey to a match that gets set up for the main event of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and I, I like that they gave like EO, uh talking time. Like I, I
2: like how everybody got a chance to speak during this. Yeah, you know. But next up, you had Kevin Owens pick up the victory over Theory Austin Theory that is, and this match was really a fun match. I like how. Um, There were many points.
0: Theory attacked Kevin Owens before the match started, even.
2: Yeah. Theory was really going at uh, Kevin Owens. I like Kevin Owens just yelling to the crowd chanting about, uh, who's your daddy? And he's like, I'm your daddy. And does the, I think he went for the um, frog splash or something. Oh, he went for a moonsault, maybe, and missed it after that. But there were so many good spots in this match. Austin Theory, the... What did he do? He did one move that um, it's a signature of his, but oh the um the blockbuster. It, it's not really a blockbuster, you know what I mean?
0: What do you mean not really a blockbuster? I
2: mean, I guess it is a blockbuster, right? Yeah, yeah. I I thought that that looked really cool, but this match was really a lot of fun.
0: Um, Johnny Gargano showed up, which uh, and he took the money in the bank briefcase, which allowed Kevin Owens to hit a super kick. He hit a cannonball and a pop-up powerbomb to pick up the victory. I thought for sure it was going to end in a stunner. Stone Cold Steve Austin stunner, I was going to say. But I said stunner. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but then, uh, and after then Gargano the match... dropped the Money in the Bank briefcase on Austin Theory afterwards. Yeah, uh, he was just standing there. And
2: I thought that this was really done well.
0: Yeah, later on, uh, Alpha Academy yelled at Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens showed up to back him up and Gable pitched him and Otis versus Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens next week in Canada. So that match gets made. I'm pumped for that. After that, we saw a recap of the Roman Reigns and Logan Paul press conference that took place on Saturday for Crown Jewel. If you told me that Roman Reigns was going
2: to grow into one of the uh, best currently uh, on the mic wrestlers, I would have been like – like back then
0: in The Shield, I would have been like, no way. The guy doesn't speak a word. There were stages though in NXT where we got like bits and pieces of what is today. That's true. We did get bits and pieces. But, but now yeah, he, well, if you looked at the Shield version
2: of Roman Reigns, not a chance. No way. But now he's totally like on the mic. He cool. controls. He's calm. He's collected. I like that his demeanor the most about him during these press conferences because or when he's cutting the promos, because I think it gives him a lot of time to think before he speaks. Right. So he's he's very slow. He's very thoughtful. He's very his words have meaning. And power, and if he doesn't have, if he doesn't say anything, that's powerful too because it's Roman Reigns. I I love how the thing I love the most is that he is alongside Paul Heyman, the mic piece for Brock Lesnar and so many others, but he doesn't need Paul Heyman as a mic piece anymore, or at all. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of it, but yeah. I thought this YouTube, the YouTube
0: video has got huge uh, shows too, yeah. right? Um, I mean. But I thought this was a really good press conference. It just confirmed that this was going to be the main event of Crown Jewel.
2: Yeah. Well, talking about something that was also really good, the Brawling Brutes
0: picked up the victory over the Street Profits. I was not expecting the Brutes to pick up the victory. I was hoping that they were going to, but I was expecting the Street Profits to pick up the victory here. Yeah, I liked when I, the brawling brutes were going back and forth, taking turns with the beats of Ron or whatever. I really, truly, honestly never know how to pronounce that. I know. I like how uh, I was just, uh, how uh, Butch, when...
2: Um, uh, what's this? Um,
0: Montez Ford?
2: Montez Ford, yeah. Where Ford was going to go for the frog splash, and he ended up just grabbing his hand and doing the finger yeah. snap gimmick. And then that causing the end of the match to take place the way that it did. I thought that this was really awesome. This match was the Brawling Brutes have been incredible the past few weeks. Yeah.
0: I like Especially uh, with Imperium. Yeah. But I, I mean, like I, I,
2: I don't sorry, I know we don't get to talk about uh the matches on SmackDown <laughs> we, you too don't. often. I don't. But the the matches that the Brawling Brutes and Imperium have been putting on, and you
0: did speak about that. The
1: other
2: well, way. I'm going to speak about it again. <laughs> they are incredible, and they are so they're so much fun.
0: Yeah, but, but I liked yeah. in this match <laughs> where Montez Ford, it, I guess, did the suck it taunt. Yeah, and the fans just like went nuts for that. Yeah, before the, it was before the uh, Doomsday Blockbuster, which they hit. That's the second suck it on the night.
2: Uh, didn't Johnny Gargano yeah, do I suck don't it? recall. Somebody else did a sucker but they
0: did the the Doomsday Blockbuster later on in the match. I don't get why they they did it again. They or tried oh, to no. do it again.
2: Gargano did it last week oh. with um, Alpha Academy,
0: but that didn't make sense to me that they went to do it again. That's yeah, what that's set true. up that turn where the Brutes could take over and pick up that victory. But Man, that's
2: what you know. But next up, you had Judgment Day. Judgment Day, Uh, Finn Balor cutting a promo, everybody getting in on this promo. Um,
0: Rhea Ripley saying that they run Monday Night Raw. And with Dominic, no one will stop them. And still, it pisses me off. I said it last week on Twitter. Everyone's like, Ray and China. Not Ray, Eddie Guerrero and China. It's nothing like the two at all. At all. Mm -hmm. But this segment with Dominic He had insane heat. That was, I thought, fantastic.
2: I have to agree with you. He had, I okay, I think that having all these wrestlers together with Dominic is, I was a big fan of them doing this turn of Dominic for a long time now on the podcast. And now that this, the heat that he has, the thing I love the most is that they played up the heat. So much with Dominic during this entire promo where when he started to speak, they would stop. And then you had Damian Priest yelling into the crowd to pipe down and stuff. And then you had Rhea Ripley telling them to shut up and let him speak. And, of course, as they do this, they're antagonizing the crowd to get louder yeah. and louder and louder. And it's just such smart ring uh, mic skills,
0: you know, it wasn't, awareness. It wasn't like anywhere close to what I'm about to say, but it reminded me just like a small snippet of it when Kevin Owens and Elias did that segment together. And everyone, yeah. what I believe they were, if I'm not mistaken, booing. Mm-hmm. They could have been cheering, but it was like one of the two, obviously. But it was just like an insane crowd reaction. And I feel like we don't really get stuff like that all the time. Yeah, no, This. I think – and what's funny is that I think you – me
2: and you were talking, and I think you said earlier, like, something about the crowd being dead.
0: I yeah, sometimes with Monday Night Raw, these crowds, even AEW crowds sometimes are uh, are dead. Right? I thought so too. But then uh, with this
2: – just hearing that heat that he was getting, I thought that was unbelievable. That was awesome, dude. But – Oh, and their family portrait though. Yeah. It did feel like it was prolonged a bit. Kind of like me talking about this right
0: now. Well, <laughs> Ray Mysterio and Matt Riddle came out for their match and lost to the Judgment Day. The crowd was hot for this. But Rhea Ripley, we saw her distract the referee at one point, And Seth Rollins came out, attacked Matt Riddle. Ray Mysterio chases him off. Dominic, at one point, gets down on his knees and begs Ray Mysterio to head, hit him with a chair. Ray chose to get back in the ring, and that's when he lost. Yeah, I thought that was good. We saw Finn Balor confront AJ Styles afterwards backstage, and AJ Styles told Finn Balor that he turned his back on AJ when he joined the Judgment Day, and he wants no part of Judgment Day. And Balor's like, the offer still stands. Throws up a two-sweet, that's the end of that, then we go into a pull-apart thing with Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. And and Rollins is like, name the time, name the place. And Matt Riddle names Extreme Rules, names a fight pit. So the fight pit is coming to the main roster. I mean, this was such a cool
2: announcement. I mean, especially following on top of the, the coattails of the other big announcement of Survivor Series being the War Games. yeah. War Games is coming to Survivor Series. I mean, so now we have the Fight Pit, and we have War Games, both of them being prominent with NXT Takeovers. And now, I guess, NXT as well, because uh, I believe there was a Fight Pit on normal NXT before. Yeah, Kurt
0: Angle was the referee.
2: Yeah, but to have this on the main stage, I don't want to say the main stage, but on the main roster now, I think that's going to be awesome, and I
0: definitely think it's great Business in uh, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. at Extreme Rules. That was the there was there wasn't more to that sentence. There you go. (laughs) And then Survivor Series (laughs) taking place, of course, at the TD Garden in Boston. Boston. So those are two uh, relatively close New York trips. Mm -hmm. I would kind of love to see a War Games match in person. I don't think that's like I wish it was a lot closer than Boston. Yeah, But uh, that riddle gets his match With with Seth Rollins That's something to look forward to After that they had a Miz TV segment Where Loomis was going to be the guest They had uh, They showed off footage of last week With Loomis getting into Miz's house And then Miz called him out And Loomis is not coming out All of a sudden you start seeing the ring A knife coming up through the, the ring mat And it's Loomis And he tries to grab Miz down he gets away. He tried to drag Champa down and uh, Champa clocked him with the microphone and gets away. No. I thought that this was just awesome. Champa hit Johnny Gargano's son-in-law with a microphone.
2: Oh, that is so true.
0: Main event of Monday Night Raw saw Bailey pick up the victory over Alexa Bliss. Uh, obviously, I think the biggest thing from this match, it could have been nothing but the lights went out
2: during this for a quick second. It's interesting because, I mean, I didn't really pay attention to it, but I guess the commentators were mentioning how Alexa Bliss uh, wasn't herself or she wasn't giving her all or it looks like she was a shell of what she was. Like making comments like that, they didn't stand out to me, but apparently it stood out to other people. So who
0: knows? Bianca Belair at one point stopped Bailey from cheating, which led to Dakota Kai and Io Sky to get involved. And then Asuka Hi, got involved. Mm-hmm. Alexa Bliss hit that really nice DDT and went to go to the top rope. But Dakota Kai distracted the referee. Io Sky knocked her off the, the top rope or whatever. And Bailey hit her finisher. The Rose Plant picks up the victory there. And they beat the three of them down afterwards. And yeah. Bailey. Set up the time and place. She wants the Raw Women's Championship at Extreme Rules.
2: Yeah, that's what it seems like it's going to be headed in. Um, Do you think that Bailey's going to win? She she should.
0: As much as I appreciate and and, uh, like Bianca Belair as champion, I think uh, damage control holding all the gold. That says something. I think I would go for it. Moving over to NXT, it opened up with an earlier-in-the-day sort of thing with Carmelo Hayes, Solo Sokoa, and Shawn Michaels, who I guess is now acting as the commish, perhaps, or the general manager. And Shawn Michaels said that Solo Sokoa was not an option to compete last week for the, the championship. Therefore, he was not sanctioned to wrestle. Therefore, he had to hand over the championship and instead of handing it over to Carmelo Hayes, HBK announced, did I say HBK? Um, kind of sound like I said HBK. But Shawn Michaels possible. announced a five-way ladder match at Halloween Havoc to uh, become the new North American champion. And a lot of people yeah, are Car- pissed off that Solo Sokoa had to hand over the championship. I'm disappointed, but I understand it. It makes complete sense. Shawn Michaels spells it out right there. Yeah. You I'm were not, big... not an option. You should not have been in that position to win the championship. You're not even on this roster anymore.
2: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Um yeah. I'm but not. Does, a big it, fan of does that. it not
0: make sense though?
2: It does make sense, and it's not the first time that we've seen this take place
0: either. Paige, she's hot in the news. She had to relinquish her NXT championship because she went and won the Divas Championship. Yeah. That was because she was on the main roster. She couldn't hold both titles. JBL hated to do it, but he had to do it. Yeah. After yeah. that, we saw Nathan Fraser pick up the victory over Axiom. Axiom with some uh, new gear. I liked the the red gear. It was nice. But it was much like their other match. Very fun. Very fast-paced. Sometimes it was slow, which uh, was it worked in their favor, not like a a boring slow. No. And it got time, just like their last match. So I think... This is a best two out of three wins matches or whatever. That's a terrible structure there. Best two out of three (laughs) falls. Not two out of three falls, though. What is it? Series best two out of three. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So their third match, I think, is going to be, I would assume, maybe saved for Halloween Havoc. Maybe not. It's uh, quite a few weeks away. Quite a few weeks away. But I, I really enjoyed this match, and I'm glad... People are getting to watch this match and enjoy both these talents.
2: Yeah. Nathan I Fraser totally agree. winning
0: with uh the the move Seth Rollins does. No. Yeah. Can't think of the I name that... of it right now. Um Phoenix Splash.
2: Oh. Yeah. I thought that this was awesome. You know? But next up you had Alba Fire.
0: Basically saying she's coming for the championship, and then Mandy said that she's gonna go take out Fallon Henley next week. And do the same thing to Alba Fire, whenever that is. Which I can only assume is Halloween Havoc. Yeah. Damon Kemp. I think so. Kemp, we saw a video package promo for about Diamond Mine, and he was like, it was all me. I set literally everything up for Tony and Stax to win the championships. Santos showed up and ruined it. And then Roddy got destroyed because he knew everything. And he challenged the Creeds one-on-one. Ivy Nile was pissed off. We saw the Creeds argue over who gets the match, and they settle on get on, on Brutus getting the match. Then you fast forward to the next match. Toxic Attraction picked up the victory over Diamond Mine.
2: Yeah. Uh, toxic, toxic Attraction. I'm happy that they picked up the victory, but
0: the Diamond Mine, I don't know. It seems like they're all falling apart. I wish... Because of how pissed off Ivy Nile was in that previous segment I wish that she like started this match Beating the ever-loving heck out of Toxic Attraction She was fired up when she finally got into the ring though Yeah But I think they're playing it more off as She was distracted by Damon Kemp's video Okay As pissed off as she was She was distracted and she couldn't give her all into this match Tatum Paxley I think even brought that up before the match, mm-hmm. so I could I could see that as a factor. After that, we saw schism, basically saying you're either with us or against us. Enofi and, and Malik Blade ran out to brawl with them, and then the Dyad picked up the victory over Malik Blade and Idris Anofi.
2: Yeah, the Dyad just you know uh, really showing a new side of them with all of this, and once they got in that ring. I don't know. It I, wasn't
0: one-sided, though. I It, it was obvious that the diead would win, but... Yeah, it was. Uh, that's the thing. Still it was a obvious good match. that they were going to win. But again, it wasn't one-sided. No. Mm-mm. After that, Cameron Grimes uh, said that he's pissed off, and he wants to take them down. Yeah. So... That's uh, very true. But
2: next up, you had um, Roxanne Perez. Um, yeah, Perez I'm becoming a big fan of every week
0: yeah well she spoke about her match with Miko Satamora and said that although she lost she gained Miko's respect and Miko Satamora appeared in the video putting her over uh, Roxanne Perez though spoke about Cora Jade and then Cora Jade goes out there has her match against Wendy Chu got a, a, a uh, more aggressive side of Cora Jade in that match nice DDt to pick up the victory over Wendy Chu but lash legended she got involved afterwards took out Wendy Chu and i don't I didn't like that no no I think Wendy Chu should have been knocked out from the the DDT that she took from Cora Jade yeah I don't think by the end by by the time cora Jade I believe was on the ramp Wendy Chu was up I think because we're getting a more aggressive side of Cora Jade she should have been out. That's true. Should have stayed down a little bit longer with that. After this, Carmelo Hayes uh, spoke, and he wanted to—he wanted everyone who was involved last week with his match to be fired. And then he was interrupted by Andre Chase and Chase U, and Chase tried to bring up how it was a teachable moment. He finally did say it. Hayes tried to stop him, but he said it led to a quick fight, then a match where Chase U picked up the victory over Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams.
2: I thought that this was a really solid match. Bodie
0: at one point missed a blind tag, and Carmelo Hayes was able to take over. But Trick Williams got tagged in, and Andre was able to take over from that. Hayes tags back in, maybe did a little bit too many show-offy moves, and Chase was able to roll him up with that pin and pick up the victory there. Yeah, I got the victory on that. Quick victory, perhaps unexpected victory. Yeah, so um,
2: safe to say, safe to say that was uh, pretty unexpected.
0: Backstage, but... we saw Gallus playing cards and and uh, throwing some darts, and Briggs and Jensen and Fallon Henley interrupted, and it was broken up before anything was hap uh, anything happened with it. But a match was made for next week between the two teams.
2: Yeah, so we're going to see that. Next up, you had Van, Von Wagner. Pick up the victory over Sagna, uh, Saga. Um, Von Va- Wagner, I think that he's he's on a great streak right now.
0: Yeah, and we say this every time with, with uh, when Saga's on TV that I, we're big fans of him. Yeah. Robert Stone got involved, which distracted Saga here. There was uh, maybe an iffy spot in the match, but I, I didn't yeah. like how short this match was.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to stay on
0: it too much. but I do I want Sangit to could've... be built up as like a monster, but also like the gentle giant. Yeah. yeah. We saw a promo from Wesley where he said he's going to earn his spot for the North American Championship. Stax called him stupid for not taking the free spot. He was offered a free like go pass right to the fatal five-way match. But he wants to earn it. He's gonna be facing Tony D'Angelo next week for that spot. Earlier in the night, though, they played a hype video for Oro Menta, followed by an interview about his match with Grayson Waller, which was uh it, it got turned into his spot for the the, the latter match at Halloween Havoc. I don't know how I missed the vignette with him last week. You, of all people, yeah. pointed it out to me. <laughs> Oliver yeah. Carter, former NXT UK Tag Team Champion. So that popped me that, that he's being used. I just had no idea.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely was surprised that I was able to catch that over you. But I don't even, <laughs> I don't
0: know, I didn't see it, though, last week. Yeah. It must have been, like, right after a commercial break or whatever, and I just thought it was still a commercial. But uh, the match we saw was Oro Mensa pick up the victory over Grayson Waller to qualify. Yeah. I'm disappointed that Ashton Smith was released, his his former tag team partner. But I'm pumped that that Carter Mensa is in NXT and being used and in that ladder match nonetheless. I liked in yeah. the match Mensa was doing Waller's taunt. I yeah, thought, I that, thought was that was good. Was really nice. Apollo Cruz though, showed up. Bleeding from his eye, which caused a distraction and allowed Metsa to get the victory over there. Nah. And then the main event, we saw J.D. McDonough pick up the victory over Tyler Bate. Uh, J.D. McDonough is... I don't know. I'm glad he picked up the victory over Tyler Bate. Brown Breaker was on commentary for this, absolutely putting uh, Wade Barrett in his place. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny. I mean,
2: but, yeah. So... J.D. McDonough picked up the victory, but then
0: after the match... before After the match, this match itself, I think they killed it. This might have been the best match of professional wrestling this week. Yeah. Tyler Bate at one point went for the Tyler Driver 97 from the top rope. J.D. gets out of it, hits that Spanish fly from up there, and then hits the the devil inside to pick up the victory. But, like you said, after the match, former... Never lost the championship. NXT UK Champion Ilya Dragunov shows up, and right when when Braun Breaker and JD McDonough had a stare down, Ilya Dragunov comes out, and then it turns into a three <laughs> three way stare down.
2: And I loved uh, JD McDonough's reaction. It's just like no, no, you know, like I, I with everything that's taking place. Do you think that JD McDonough is going to become champion now? I, I don't know. So the thing that I'm noticed, I mean, every time that J.D. McDonough now is getting trying to get that like rematch, somebody else is coming up to take his place, and he's keep on getting just tossed to the side or thrown in there
0: with somebody else. Well, Ilya Dragunov never lost the championship. He won it from Walter at TakeOver 36. And,
2: in a fantastic
0: match. And unfortunately had to vacate it due to an injury. Held it for almost a year. Maybe a little less than a year, but uh, definitely over 300 days. And he's, I think, would like a no-brainer rightfully owed a title shot.
2: Yeah. So now I guess this is going to become a a triple threat again? Perhaps. I mean, J.D. McDonough, I feel like, just is going to keep on finding his ways in there.
0: I don't know Like, I don't mind if Ilya Dragunov walks out as NXT champion. I don't mind if Jordan Devlin, J.D. McDonough walks out as NXT champion. And I certainly don't mind if if Braun Breaker retains. Maybe you
2: see, uh, no, I was going to say maybe J.D. McDonough pins Dragunov. Or maybe it's Dragunov that pins McDonough leading to Dragunov versus Braun Breaker one-on-one.
0: Which, that could be really cool, given, I mean, we just spoke about a Walter versus Ilya Drakanov.
2: Yeah, uh, for sure, you know. That could be a really solid match.
0: So, that's NXT. Before we move over officially to SmackDown, again, everything can change because SmackDown airs after we record this. During SmackDown last week, during a break, commercial break, they played an acapella version of Jefferson Starships, Jefferson Airplanes, White Rabbit, not, not Starship. <laughs> and the lights turn red turn red at one point. They did this on a few live events this past weekend. Fast forward to Monday Night Raw. There's a QR code behind Austin Theory. And underneath it says, Come with me.
2: And just gonna say before you talk about with the code, this for something being not on tv over the weekend god after it caught on like fire man right like i think that that's i think that that is so impressive of wwe to be able to do something on smackdown during a commercial and
0: dissecting it the weekend of the night of after like because it it really reached us after smackdown went off the air yes You dissect it. You go back in the history books of professional wrestling. You you go to Lucha Underground. There's a group called the Rabbit Tribe with Paul London. And who was the leader of that? The White Rabbit himself carrying Cross Killer Cross. So people are like, it's carrying Cross. And then there's a whole other side where it's like, holy crap. This is Bray Wyatt. Yeah, with the red
2: light and everything. Um, And then the fact that at first you thought like maybe it was just like on Friday night. You didn't really know what it was. But then they did it on Saturday at a house show, like you mentioned. And Cross was not at that show, though. No, yeah. Cross was not at that show at the house show. And for it to be at the house show, now it's like now you start to start talking because it's a house show. You know, nothing is it's trivial, you know, but then they did like you said, they did it at Monday night. They did do it during Monday the Night QR Raw code. as well. Yeah. Well, well actually, be- yeah, they did that also. Yeah, they did that also during, during a, a commercial break at the at the Monday Night Raw towards the beginning of the night. And then, of course, like you said, everybody's speculating. What could it be? And I've I myself have been marking out. For all of this, because it's so much talk off of something that's not
0: even on television. But now it but, is on television. Yeah, now it's television. You click the QR code that that underneath says "Come with me," and you click it. It's a hangman game that says "Who killed the world?" And the answer is finally, it's you did. The wrong letters guessed turned out to be Demon X, and then it flashes nine twenty three, as if Which it was is- a date and then 923 as if it was a time in blue 923 obviously smackdown about to talk about it and yeah it's you know which maybe
2: who knows maybe we're going to get the big reveal on smackdown like we said i it's we haven't had smackdown yet um but i who knows but no matter what for something, I this is so much fun, and the
0: the feed your head, like I really like the acapella version of that. I don't, I've never heard that before. It's so
2: creepy and eerie. I always in a try way. to
0: uh, with singers like that. I always try to get like acapella versions. Yeah, and I I know I don't think I ever like sought out to to hear that.
2: Yeah, and the crowd buying it up you know they all are lighting taking out lighters during this not lighters yeah or i guess phones (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) what what year is it brandon what year is it (laughs) taking out their cell phones
0: but it, it would be really like there's absolutely no way but it would be really cool if they somehow got grace slick to come out of retirement to do some sort of live performance or something
2: I mean I would have I loved
0: what's... to have gone to see them and like her heard her voice live. I think she's one of the best singers out there.
2: Yeah, we're gonna have to I'm personally I am excited for SmackDown to find out what's gonna take place with this now.
0: Yeah, so moving over to SmackDown, the bloodline opened it up. Paul Heyman addressed Drew McIntyre, kind of quickly moved on to Sola Sokoa. And said that he was sent by the elders of the Samoan dynasty. I assume that's Afa and Sika. And he called Solo an enforcer to ensure that Roman Reigns' reign keeps going. And Roman said that even though the elders sent for him, he now answers to him. And he made him acknowledge him, which he did. And they were all about to leave. And then Sami Zayn interrupted the music, cut it off. And he's like, you he know, he knows he's not technically blood, but the way that they've taken him, taken him in as family, he wanted to also publicly acknowledge Roman Reigns and Reigns kind of got really pissed off. He's like, I like you, Sammy, but why are you talking? Why do you have our shirt on? And he wanted Sammy Zane to take the shirt off. He's trying to get him to take it off. Jey Uso rips it off of him. And Roman's like, you're never going to wear a Bloodline shirt ever again because I got you a new one. And he gives him an honorary Oos shirt. And that was a, a nice moment. Um, Outside of also Sami Zayn celebrated with, with Jimmy and Solo and then acknowledged Roman Reigns. But outside of the Sami Zayn portion of this, I, I thought the segment was kind of a waste. I did really like the Sami Zayn portion though. Later on, Madcap Moss and Ricochet tried to talk to Sami Zayn, telling him that he changed. And Sami's like, look, when you disrespect me, you're now disrespecting the bloodline as well. And they kept going. Solo Sokoa came out of nowhere, bodied the absolute hell out of them. And that sets up Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa versus Madcap Moss and Ricochet. Next week on SmackDown, we saw Liv Morgan pick up the victory over Lacey Evans. I thought it was a decent match. Lacey was pretty good in this match. Liv Morgan still being booked as an underdog, kind of kind of annoying. But Lacey Evans during the match, she takes out a broom at first, then goes for a kendo stick, and she went to use the kendo stick. But Liv Morgan ducks it, hits a code breaker, hits an oblivion, picks up the victory, And then Liv Morgan showing off a a different side of herself. She starts using the kendo stick. She threw it down at first, but she starts using the kendo stick. Then she goes under the ring, takes out a table, put Lacey Evans on it, stood on the ring post. Hits a huge senton onto the the table and puts Lacey Evans through it. I thought that was really good. Uh, Hopefully she picks up the victory at Extreme Rules. After that, we saw New Day pick up the victory over Maximum Male Models. Maxine, at one point, took a camera and started taking pictures during it, which distracted Maximum Male Models, and Max got pissed off. Xavier Woods was able to pin from that spot, and he stormed off afterwards. He took off his jacket, he threw it, he was pissed off. So, maybe we will see the return of LA Knight soon. I know there was a tease uh, last week or two weeks ago, perhaps. After that, Braun Strowman picked up the victory over Otis, which I thought was cool that they showed them reinforcing the ring beforehand. And I thought it was a fun match. Braun Strowman, towards the end of the match, went for a running power slam, but dropped Otis. And Otis was able to hit the world's strongest slam. He hits a Vader bomb Braun Strowman kicked out of both those spots. Otis went for a splash from the middle rope and Braun Strowman moved out of the way, hits that giant powerbomb, picks up the victory over there. Um, I, I thought it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Drew McIntyre came out after this, pitched a strap match at Extreme Rules against Karrion Cross. Scarlett came out and McIntyre, I guess, knew what was going to happen. Karrion Cross tried to attack McIntyre from behind. Drew was ready for it, and then he rips out a strap from under the ring, attaches it to himself, attaches it to Karrion Cross, attacks him with the strap, because he challenged him to a strap match at Extreme Rules, and Scarlett ends up throwing a fireball, didn't really connect uh, to Drew McIntyre, but Karrion Cross got the upper hand from that, so... That should be a fun strap match at Extreme Rules over in Philadelphia. After that, Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez picked up the victory over Dakota Kai. Shotzi came out during this to take on Bailey and Io Sky. And that distracted Dakota Kai, which uh, that that sucked. That was dumb. All of them brawled afterwards and Shotzi's now going to be facing Bailey next week. So I didn't really... I thought that was a wasted segment. Should have had more from that. Earlier in the night, though, we saw Hit Row backstage watching, getting ready to watch the tag team championship match, main event. Street Profit showed up. They're all partying. Nakamura showed up. He's joining the party. Drew Gulak, Sonya Deville, Zaya Lee, Natalia, Los Lotharios tried to, to get involved, but uh, Hit Row kicked them out and they came back later brawled with the uh, with uh hit row sets up a tag team match between them and hit row next week on smackdown i thought that was pretty good um 923 though we all look like clowns 923 they uh they go to commercial break right before it was after the carrying cross segment they go to commercial but there was a qr code during the party And if you scanned it, it was a game where you were a white rabbit. There's music in the background. Kind of sounds like a MIDI version of uh, the Fiends theme song. Maybe, perhaps. But you go through a a maze or whatever and you go through a door and it leads to a screen with coordinates that just happens to be the Rogers place in in Canada where Monday Night Raw is going to be. It also said patricide on it, which means the killing of your father. So, what that is supposed to mean, I have no idea. I believe Bray Wyatt promos have in the past spoken about that. But, outside of that, we also had video package a video package for uh, the tag team champions, the Usos, narrated by Paul Heyman talking about all the teams that they have surpassed. The Road Warriors, New Age Outlaws, Degeneration X, so many tag teams, and how only Demolition and the New Day are left. And they're going to overtake those spots. That leads us to the main event on SmackDown. The Usos picked up the victory over the Brawling Brutes to retain the tag team championships. This was a great, match so many good spots in this match I liked the Usos doing a double super kick to Ridge Holland to knock him off the apron and then Butch went for a moonsault and they stopped him midair with a double super kick I thought that was pretty cool they went for another one later on on uh, Ridge Holland and Ridge caught both of them lifted them up did a like a back body drop of sorts I thought that was nice Sami Zayn towards the end went to go use a chair And Sheamus stopped him from doing that. He goes to square off against Sammy and Solo. Out of nowhere, Imperium comes down and attacks Sheamus. And uh, eventually, the Usos were able to hit 1D and pick up the victory to retain. Fantastic main event. Uh, That's, I mean, I can't say much more from that. So, I'm going to take a quick break right now. And be back with Chris
1: right here on Marking Out.
0: Hey, this is Danielle Fischel. You're listening to
1: Markin' Out. And back on Markin' Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. This is We're still here. Episode 607. I'm here Brandon. Brandon, hey. Howdy, hey. There we go. What's going on? Not much. How was your week? Uh, busy. Busy, busy, busy. You know, full sports, football. Um, I didn't film a lot this week, but last weekend was just, you know, nuts. A uh, bunch of broadcasts, a bunch of youth football, um... And that's it. But yeah, this week, I'm looking at my schedule right now. It's, it's crazy because we have Yom Kippur next week. So I'll be a... Uh, Rosh Hashanah. Li- but whatever. Okay. Yeah, we have Rosh Hashanah's first to celebrate the new year. And then Yom Kippur second for you to absolve all your sins by not eating for 24 hours. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll be, in, I'll be in Temple those two days. And then I'll uh, be on the field for the rest of them. So, huzzah. Uh, and yeah, so that's that. Um, And it's just busy, and I watched some wrestling this week, and that's why I'm here. And that's why we're here, to talk about wrestling. Let's go back to last Friday, to Rampage from the MVP Arena at Albany, New York. Starting off the show, Darby Allin picking up a victory over Matt Hardy. Uh, Afterwards, you have House of Black come out and beat up Matt Hardy and call out Darby Allin Sting for a no-DQ match that was set up for Rampage Grand Slam. So... Match itself, I'm still amazed at Matt Hardy's still doing it, man. It uh, it seemed like the... More like uh,
0: 2010 Matt here. Yeah, why do you it was say just, that? It's just like the greatest hits of Matt Hardy, but he lost.
1: Yeah, but he's, he's, he's been doing that since, you know, when the, the Hardy brothers were there for the hot second.
0: Yeah, yeah, like I don't feel like the Hardy boy run in AEW is even like close to matt's um debut in aew
1: yeah well that was also a very very different time matt's debut Um, i do
0: also wish that matt didn't kick out of the code red and like that was the end of the match because he got out of that and then it was just a the last supper pin yeah
1: oh isn't that a submission though
0: no it was a pin
1: that was a pin and i feel like like
0: would it have not been more impactful to just lose to a, an impact move than an, a pin.
1: That, moves turned, that move turned it from like a sick finisher to a transitional move. The Same Code thing with Red, the, yeah, I'm Yeah, the Code Red, the Canadian Destroyer, all those
0: things. You yeah, know? Well. But, it, I, yeah. but a Code Red, if you use it as a finisher or whatever, it's still a finisher.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, uh, afterwards, I just said, said no DQ match, Darby A. Sting versus the House of Black, no DQ ramp, uh, at Rampage this coming week. Uh, afterwards, you had a nice in-ring segment with your world champion, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuda. Uh, you know, talk about how Wheeler, uh, you know, he lost his title, but he's going to learn from this and uh, he'll best, be back.
0: The best lessons in life are when you lose.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, then, you know, last Friday he defended, uh, Claudio talks about how he defended the title against Dax Harwood. And then they talked about how two members of the Black Bull Combat Club will be fighting for the AEW World Championship. And then enter Chris Jericho. Who talks about uh you know have you forgotten about the Jericho Appreciation Society? Uh, I should he should be in that championship match on Wednesday. Claudio's told me he, uh, he tapped out, so he's not in the match. So, but anyway, Jericho said you know he's been a champion everywhere and he wants to be a champion in Ring of Honor, so he challenges Jericho uh, Claudio to a Ring of Honor World Championship match at Grand Slam. So we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes, and Claudio accepts because he's a fighting champion. Uh, After this, you have Jade Cargill backstage at the Baddies, interrupted by Diamante, who challenges her in uh, New York. And she's shown up one of the baddest bees from the 305, I would say the full word. Yeah,
0: which uh, had us going on uh, uh, a long search of wrestlers from 305. (laughs)
1: Well, not me i just was like all right cool
0: i mean well i was trying to figure out who like is a big name that could potentially be here yeah, but and she also, said, i'll talk about that later
1: but she said the og batty so i'm like oh is she bringing in uh mercedes martinez to be in her corner yeah because but i that, think that, see
0: that didn't make sense what well, at first it's like oh maybe it's mercedes but you go look
1: where she's from it's not yeah she's Miami, not from 305 so. she's from connecticut yeah <laughs> yeah uh women's action no, after this is Penelope Ford. They've been really, uh, since she's come back, they've been really hyping her up. Great, nice win, nice wrestling match against Willow Nightingale.
0: Willow controlling the uh, the
1: beginning of the match. Yeah, and people were behind her too. It was awesome. Um, I don't know what her contractual situation is with uh, Ring of Honor and or AEW, but it's good to see her on TV. I think she's great. She's over. People like her. Um, in a bonafide squash match, you have Ethan Page pick up the victory over Dan Housen. Um, and... Yeah, that's really all you could say about that. I don't think it hurts Dan Housen in any way because no. you know,
0: and like this is a start. But I think these Stokely guys, the firm, need big wins. I don't think this is a big win for Ethan Page. Why? Because it's not. It's a start. Danhausen a- has not done anything in AEW, And like yeah, It is Housen- a start. It is a but start. But it's
1: a start. Yeah, it's a. It's a. This whole thing has been a slow, very, very slow build from these giving out these random business cards to making the front, but also you have to did house and sew over. What better way to, you know, get like a good kind of reset for Ethan page against the guy who's super over and wrestles like maybe once a month. Yeah.
0: So, and then like fast forward to dynamite, they weren't, nobody had matches.
1: I know. Well, you had the backstage promo with, uh, the gun club and, right. uh, and they all and, need, and so I, I think they
0: all need these big wins. So hopefully we will see, I guess, come dynamite next week. Cause I don't think the
1: gun club or, on maybe maybe that's the start to set up for the the ROH tag titles. Is that I,
0: is that been like a rumor?
1: May, well, they did. I mean, I know we're dropping ahead, so we don't have to talk this later. But like FTR was probably like, oh yeah, you're the ROH champions. Blah, blah blah blah, that that and the other thing. So maybe the Gun Club will go after the ROH tag titles first. So they'll have you know championship gold in in both companies. Um, main event time though. Well, you saw Samoa Joe successfully defend his ROH uh, World TV Championship against Josh Woods. Uh, after the match, you have Tony knees come and blindside Samoa Joe. Uh, then Tim Wardlow comes down and he's about to powerbomb Mark Sterling until Tony knees pulls Sterling out of the ring. So, um, did you? I know I'm jumping forward here, but did you see last night or is it like yesterday on social media the video that Smart Mark Sterling posted? No. The powerbomb video. Oh my God, Brandon! You have to go find this and watch it. It is. Incredible. You remember all those like ASPCA videos where they show like the, the ups the, the, the like the upset puppies and yeah. stuff like that with that Sarah McLaughlin song? So they, he does that too, but like you that music's playing in the background and then you just see Wardlow like power bombing people in slow motion and it's like every seven days somebody gets power bombed in AEW. It, you, you have to really like watch the entire thing to really like get it. It's the stuff that Mark Sterling is doing has is, is great. As so. far as
0: the, the match itself, I thought it was exactly what it needed to be. Yeah, exactly.
1: Both of them looking like badasses. Absolutely. Um, Mark Sterling getting the, the distractions in there. So, you know, Josh Woods can pick up some stuff. But
0: Not exactly happy with the TNT Championship, though. Why? Again, this is another random tag team. So? He's still on TV. But that doesn't, like, there's... They're not doing anything for the championship.
1: They're highlighting him in in a, a tag team spot. It doesn't matter. The guy's still on TV. He's still over. No. By to the me, way, that's not. Yeah, book your book your own wrestling company. Yeah. Um, did you hear um, were the last week on Matt Hardy's podcast talking how big of a Hardy Mark he was? No, I didn't. Yeah, apparently he's like a bigger Hardy Mark than you. Didn't he do? Uh, well, I
0: don't know if that's possible, but oh, it's possible. Isn't his uh, one of his big moves is a swanton? No. Yeah,
1: he said. Yeah, so the swanton. He said he like started screaming at the top of his lungs when the uh, Hardy's came back at that WrestleMania. <laughs> so it was it was it was cool. So it was a real uh, interesting. It was my first time listening to Matt Hardy's podcast. So uh, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. So next up. For, for AEW, Grand Slam at Arthur Ashe Stadium. This is Grand Slam. Are we going to call it Grand Slam 2 or are they just calling it Grand
0: Slam? I mean, I think they're just calling it Grand Slam. All Did right, you perfect. feel – I felt like last year's Grand Slam was, like, built up like it was WrestleMania.
1: No. Almost. Well, it was their biggest house. I felt so. like
0: last year had, like, so much hype behind it. And this year didn't really, to me, have much hype. It was just about the – who's going to be why? the new champion.
1: Yeah, You want to know why it didn't have that much hype? Because of everything that happened, it all out and then. But even
0: before t- that, though, when tickets went on sale, like they didn't,
1: tickets did not sell
0: out. Which, like,
1: no, it didn't sell out. I was listening to busted open yesterday, and um, I don't. I'm like, Carrie Silken Carrie Silken was like, "Yep, there is still seats there, but who cares?" It's crazy that, like, but
0: to me, like, that was like their last year was their biggest house ever, and then I don't know what like changed in the year that, like, people just. And I, I know, I know, they raised the ticket prices, which that was not. Uh, Ideal. Everything,
1: I know, but everything's inflation, brother. Unfortunately, I don't know if that's the the case, but yeah. Well, and also, too, apparently they they staffed it a lot better than last year. I know that was a big concern of yours and Dave's. Yeah, because last uh,
0: year it was the
1: what what happens is with the staff there is they have college kids
0: that work there. It's like Jones Beach, and after the season, the kids go back to
1: yeah doing their thing.
0: That's why last year they still had some underage kids selling beer and they weren't allowed to sell the beer
1: <laughs> but i i saw i'm in a bunch of groups and stuff like that and people are like yeah he goes he goes last year i got here at 4 30 and it took me until almost bell time to get in this year i got here at 4 30 i was in by once i got merch food and everything i was in my seats by like six so i guess everything was running a little better and you start and this, is, and this is and this was all championship matches for this guy for Grand Slam Dynamite, and you started off with I think a shocker to everybody, as you have a new Ring of Honor World Champion in the Wizard Chris Jericho picking up the victory over Claudio Castagnoli. Um, I thought the match was good. I was a I'm about the outcome. I actually I love this outcome.
0: Was uh Did Cary Silken talk about how he just didn't even sell for Jericho in this? No, not at all. <laughs> I thought that was funny. They can, they
1: they kind of kayfaved it.
0: I, I liked uh I liked the codebreaker counter into the uppercut from Claudio. Yes. But Jericho, hits a low blow to Claudio behind the referee's back, hits the Judas effect, picks up the victory. I don't like that Claudio held this championship for under 2 months. You don't
1: like short title reigns. Right. So it it, it that's your that's your skew on it. I like it just because what was the original thing? That the Jericho Appreciation Society was sports entertainers, and what do they do? Right, but what do they do? They beat up wrestlers, and that's exactly what they did.
0: I like that. Bully Ray went and said that this is the most
1: I was gonna. I was gonna mention that
0: the yeah. Ring of Honor Championship has ever meant. Yeah. Chris Jericho is the most famous Ring of Honor champion ever. Yes, people I, will um, come back. man
1: ah, CM Punk. Oh yeah, ah, no, Brian I, Danielson. Yeah no but, uh, Billy Ray has a way uh, no one likes Billy Ray on, on social media I, th- I do know I why think, but... I, I think he's a great and, and I'm, he's on Busted Open too I love when he's there those days because he's you know he's very smart when it comes to that stuff do I agree with everything he says no do I agree of him just bad? they're talking about AEW Dynamite and he's just yeah like that like that Trump Cardona I was like come on like, <laughs> he's he adding like... in kayfabe to this stuff yeah he's adding kayfabe but hey listen that's gonna be I wanna go to that match I don't know if you're interested I spoke to Dave and Sal about it. We might take the trip down to Philly for the day to go see Matt versus uh, Bully Ray with Devon in his corner. Mm. Yeah, interesting, right? It's in Philly. It's at DCW Arena. I've never been there before. The House of Hardcore. But anyway, going back to this match, Jericho is now your ROH champion. Wait, there has House to be... of Hardcore. Well, no, like the House of Hardcore. Oh. It's, not, it's not House of Hardcore. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. But um, I'm about this. I like this. I like the Jericho. Now the Jericho Appreciation Society has two Ring of Honor championships. And like one thing I was listening, I was I was looking at people are like, so there has to be some sort of announcement, maybe like why would you put the Ring of Honor title on Jericho if you're not like trying to right. hit like a TV deal yeah. or something like that. So again, Chris Jericho was one of the bit was like the first star for all elite wrestling. Now you know potentially if. If Ring of Honor is getting a TV deal, here's your first star. Don't get me wrong, Claudio is an absolutely amazing talent. His motor, man, in that match, especially in the beginning, I was just like, man, this guy just does it all.
0: So that's like uh, with uh, when people bring up FTR and how they don't get uh, the title shot at, at AEW. People are like, well, what? Else? Why do you need them to be more than what they are? They have the the New Japan titles. They have.
1: I think they're gonna lose them though. But so even see, so, it's open. like
0: they're not like they're not defending these titles. They have uh, defense coming up in October.
1: Yes. Ring Which of think... Honor.
0: Can we agree? Ring of Honor really doesn't exist.
1: It exists within the AEW universe. But like it. But like, again, like that. that's why, like once they get a TV deal or something to that nature, then they'll exist again. I think they exist now, and especially with Jericho having the world championship, they exist more than that last like uh, incarnation of it where they were doing all those, you know, tape, like for the past like two years before it was bought. I think they exist more now than they did for the past two years.
0: Like Jericho, when Cesaro was Ring of Honor champion, we saw him predominantly, I would say, on Rampage. Yeah, okay. Jericho, I don't see doing Rampage. I see him predominantly doing Ring of Honor stuff on Dynamite. That could be it,
1: but I liked I liked Ian Riccaboni though, saying like, "Oh, you know he he used a low blow. That's not honor." And they really told the story to me that like Jericho is not honoring Ring of Honor because that's a big thing—the handshake in the beginning, the handshake at the end. There was no handshake at the end of this match, so I kind of like beginning this...
0: though. He was like struggling
1: to do it, and then I believe yeah. he he went ahead and did it though, right? He went ahead and did it. Yes, so. Uh, congratulations to Chris Jericho he is now at the uh, Chris Jericho jericho right? <laughs> <laughs> say that five times fast uh, jericho is,
0: is an easy thing to say I think
1: he's already got shirts about it does he? yeah he's got a jericho mm. Mm. I remember du- uh, when I okay. had met Jericho okay. uh,
0: one of the workers there was like marking out over him and okay. he's like oh do you remember this and Jericho's like I don't remember anything you're the fan. You're <laughs> supposed to remember. I was like, "Ooh, God!" What the... <laughs> Ooh, baby. I was like, "I
1: was, I was taken aback by that response." Okay, yeah. So uh, more new champions though coming out of Grand Slam. As we have new tag team champions, the Acclaimed beat Swerve in Your Glory. Everybody's accompanied by rappers. Swerve in uh, Our Glory came out with Fabulous.
0: Acclaimed came out with DJ Woo Kid. Don't I don't know like who that, that is.
1: I I don't know who that is either. But A I like the mixtape they... guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, ai I don't know. With Eminem, 50 I, Cent. I have
0: no idea who he is.
1: I did listen to Action Bronson this morning, though. <laughs> and, yes, I did listen to Just Hook's music. The Acclaim, though, super over. Really over. Serve
0: uh, clocked Keith Lee accidentally with the boombox. Yep. The Acclaim like the, took advantage of that. Caster went for the, the mic drop and uh, hurt his knee. And I don't know. I guess that was I part feel- of the story of the match.
1: I feel like that took the sales out of the entire match. Yeah, because that was hot, and then afterwards, everyone's like, "Oh god!" But he no. continued
0: the match, and to me, I, I
1: don't want to like hate on this match, though it kind of got sloppy after that. I I under I agree with you on that. I think their match at all out was a lot better. Not even
0: close to being as good as it was at all out.
1: No, I, I agree with that also. Billy um, Gunn hit the Famouser
0: behind the referee's got back. Got the and biggest pop they were that he's to, gotten
1: in like 20 years. They were able to win <laughs> off
0: of that. but uh, I, know,
1: I know a lot of people were like, oh, why does the baby faces need to have a, do a heel-esque move in there? It's just getting Billy- Yeah,
0: but they haven't really been babyfaces. Yeah, still but like-
1: now it's like here's like the full babyface turn of the acclaimed. Um, and again, and with
0: the Ring of Honor Championship, I just hate the hot potato aspect of it, but I'm very happy that the Acclaimed won.
1: I think these are two guys that just randomly got put together in a media scrub.
0: AEW Dark.
1: Uh, and were put on AEW Darks and had to hone their craft as a tag team through the entire pandemic era inside in, in front of nobody. Like, the this, I want to say, are the first homegrown AEW talents to win championships. Hangman Page, I know, Hangman Page, he was, uh, you know, the champion. This is like, uh, the hard work pays off. Dave, again, I'm going back to Bust Open because I was listening to it yesterday. Dave LaGreca was talking about, like, and we could say this too, how long Mark and Out has known of Anthony Bowens and yeah. how good he has been. Dave LaGreca was saying, he goes, Max Castor used to work at Sirius XM as a board operator oh, I didn't and know quit. That. I didn't know that either. And apparently, he left to go pursue this wrestling thing and it paid off in front of one of the biggest houses, one of the biggest uh, gates in AEW history. I'm super proud for them. Um, I remember seeing Max Caster when he was just this white meat baby face at Cre- at the Creator Pro Dojo when they did when they were doing shows there and like, wow, this guy's big, he's good, he could do something. Then he changed. He did the whole he started the whole Shook Crew thing with Bobby Orlando and Bryce Donovan, who are both doing big things right now in the independence as well. Um, and you know, he made a name for himself in the Northeast, going to Limitless, going to beyond wrestling and stuff like that. And for to see him now as you could say the him and Bowens as the face of the tag team division. Bravo. Good for that, man. Yeah, I'm all about it. Uh, apparently to, uh, tonight. Well, yesterday, the max Caster's having like a concert somewhere in Brooklyn and they're having a, like a big celebration. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: Swerving our glory though. I think they should have won the, the tag team titles months before they did when we all thought they were going to. Yeah. And I think who won it was the young bucks won it or something. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That should have never happened. Yeah. And uh, obviously, the acclaim should have wanted it all out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh my God. They should. They should have called an audible in there.
1: If, I, if you know, that's a lot of what a, a lot of people are saying too. Like the way they were getting pops, they were like, "Well, that's okay. yeah,
0: that's what, Tony
1: Khan should have been sitting there, and be like, yo, we got to change the finish because this is too over." And then had, but like, I get
0: it. That's what I, I said. It. I was watching that match. I'm like, they, how are they not going to have the acclaim go over in this? And then that stupid they at the media scrum, somebody asked right in front of the champions. Like, I thought that was. I don't think that should have been asked at all in front of Keith Lee and swerve. That to me is like a slap in the face. And then let's face it. Tony Khan basically accidentally made this match for, for yesterday for grand slam. I don't
1: don't think he accidentally made it. When he he was, when he was
0: on the media scrum, he goes, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, I'm, I mean, maybe we could do it at, at grand slam.
1: Yeah. Why not? I
0: think, I don't think he intended to ever have, I think he was backed into a corner when the media was, I hope, him using, he was I, hope wrong.
1: I hope you're using quotes over that because we all know that there's no such thing as wrestling, wrestling media. media. A bunch of marks. There's not like no, there isn't. I mean, it's all a bunch of marks. We have a podcast. By the way, we listen to our mark. Thanks for listening to our podcast. I don't think I'm wrestling media. <laughs> We're not Come media.
0: On. We don't cover it the same way.
1: But we, th- do th- we th- have
0: th- do we have access to back, uh, backstage backstage? Stuff uh, sometimes yes. Do we, run, yes. we, run, do we, we, we ever the, use if we write that? The, no. If we,
1: write, if we write the right emails, we could have. But, you know, but no, no, we have what do access. I say? Not,
0: not. I'm not saying like media credentials. I'm saying like, do we know things that other normal fans wouldn't necessarily know?
1: But everybody we, thinks they know everything.
0: But no, no, no. we okay. we do have like dirt sheet stuff that we don't put out there. When we do have dirt sheet stuff, we don't put it out there. We don't need to because we're not dirt sheets.
1: Yeah, we're just three wrestling fans. So I have like been sitting have a on a story. T-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have
1: been sitting on a story for a decade, and I'm not going to put it out there ever because we're not dirt sheets. I, I don't know about the story, but you're gonna have to tell me after after we record. Um, all right, let's continue on with uh, Grand Slam. You have Wheeler Yuta come on the stage to talk to Tony Schiavone, but he is interrupted by MGF. Gets huge pop. Did you like this segment? I did. I liked it a lot. I thought Tony Shavani like the, the way that Tony Schiavone got like struck and knocked down was a little bit awkward, but
0: prior <laughs> to that though, I don't I don't think Yuda should have been put in a position to get booed. Why? I because he's not like a heel. He's not a heel. So I don't but, think they and, should have had him. I, and, I, I understand that MJF is like Long Island and we're in New York. I don't think Yuda should have been put in a position to be booed in that and I, I felt like this was uh, kind of pointless. For MJF just to to come out there and then beat up Tony Schiavone, I thought he was going to get tossed off the ramp. I didn't realize that wasn't a ramp, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because like the they had the moving cars or whatever. But Yuta jumped on MJF and and uh, W Morrissey Morrissey Morrissey. I don't know what are they calling him Morrissey
1: W Morrissey Morrissey William
0: Morrissey W Morrissey Morrissey? yes big cast jumped in there so it's like (laughs) They have when MJF doesn't need them, they go their separate ways. But I guess MJF in this case knew that he was going to need big cast.
1: are probably like, oh yeah, I'm about to go out there and cut up this guy. I mean, promo wise, I think MJF was unstoppable on there, making fun of the Blackpool Combat Club. Do I think did I think Yuta hung with him? Not so much, but he did what he needed to 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 do. Um, I was about it. It's a way to get MJF on TV, and I'm assuming MJF's first match back, they'll get, continue this, and it'll be against Wheeler we, we'll Yuta, and it'll be awesome.
0: After this backstage, Diamante uh, interrupted Jade Cargill and pulled out Trina yeah. to be in her corner. The AEW celebrity list is beyond confusing.
1: I have yeah, because- not heard
0: of Trina in like 20 years. They're AEW, with the exception of maybe Action Bronson, they have been stuck in 2003. Okay. With these names. And I, when Trina pulled up, brother, I lost it. Because <laughs> it makes those, like, I, I understand, like, I know her album and everything, she and her song, she's got the baddest blank. I, and I she's don't. from the 305. Obviously, that makes sense and everything. But in why did they try
1: to go get like little Kim? She's from the Bronx and like the, the the Queens area.
0: <laughs> I, I have no idea. I, I already be, is... I saw what happens on Rampage, and I'm just like, I
1: I only saw one thing that happens on Rampage. <laughs> I assume was... I know what you saw. Yeah. Um, and on that note, um... and it pisses me off. Part of it, and I'll probably talk
0: about it next week. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Here. Yeah, the situation
0: so. itself doesn't piss me off. Everybody else talking about it pisses me off. Oh,
1: it was ruined for me. I oh, like no, no, to keep not
0: a... being spoilers. not Oh not spoiler I hate that.
1: Wise. There's somebody in, in a group that I am is like who, who's a notorious like ballbuster and like he'll he'll spoil things. He's like, "Oh, I can't believe X, y and Z. Happened. I think we could just say it now. No, I don't want to I mean, we, we, we could because by the time uh... this airs, it's rampage is over. No, it's not because you're probably gonna release this at ten thirty. That's
0: true, but nobody's listening before Rampage. You never know. I mean, people do listen before Rampage, yeah,
1: but Absolutely. So let's let's save it for next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're negating up yourself. next, Pac picks up the victory over Orange Cassidy to retain the All Atlantic Championship. Pac um, using that bell hammer to uh yeah, knock Cassidy out.
1: I, I think they did a good job on commentary being like, Oh yeah, he can hang with him. And I think Orange Cassidy was doing a lot of psychological games that were getting Pac, Pac frustrated. Um, I didn't like the end of this match with the bell and, and the pin. I, <laughs> I didn't, I mind, I like, didn't came... mind that. The
0: after after I was I think Bryce was the referee for this. He okay. counts to
1: three and then he's like
0: asking Pac, like, "What did you do? Like, you obviously cheated." You, yeah, I thought I that know. was so goofy.
1: It was it was goofy, but you know but it why worked. Why did you like, I, like the hammer?
0: Because, because Pac should the, be like he
1: should yeah, in the, he's been mm-hmm. pack has been unstoppable. He's two pack. Come on, like he doesn't need to use a hammer. Look at him. Yeah. He's chiseled from rock.
0: Um, no mention of the trios champions. I don't know if that uh, if they are on. Are they in that uh, battle royal that they set up for rampage?
1: Yes, Phoenix and uh, Penta. Whatever. Yeah, whatever his name is. Penta are in there, but like. I understand, like, I would have loved for Orange Cassidy, because, you know, like, last week, too, when the firm was talking, they're like, oh, yeah, e- Ego has a sight set on the All-Atlantic Championship, and I've been saying it for, like, months and years. Like, you gotta put, like, put something on Orange Cassidy. Like, put some sort of belt he on him. He like, apparently has lost every single, I mean, not apparently, he has lost, I think it was eight championship
0: opportunities.
1: I know, but, like, and that's But that's, that's with, the that's thing, like, though, with like, Orange also,
0: Cassidy, with somebody like Orange Cassidy, he does not- in my opinion, need he a championship no, because abso- of how people just go nuts over him.
1: You're absolutely right about that, and and
0: uh, maybe he should stop getting championship opportunities. Maybe that, in the long run, can hurt him.
1: Yeah, but like, like, and I understand like he can't have every single title change hands on this rampant, on this dynamite, but like because like now what are you got to have ego go against PAC who's like a baby who's a heel one week and next week he'll be a baby face and you know everyone will be going nuts for him. Like, I
0: don't think the firm are going to end up like the bloodline. Okay. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I understand.
0: Like I don't like I that's why I think they need strong matches to keep them strong like a, yeah. a match against Dan House, and to me doesn't do anything. It makes you boo him. Yes, reaction wise, sure. But it doesn't do anything it's, it's, for it's, 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 it doesn't not, make it doesn't make Ethan Page look like he could go up against Pac.
1: Again, there's a build to it. Next week maybe he'll face somebody else. It'll be a longer match, and it'll make him look really strong, or maybe they'll put him up with more squash matches. And then
0: Reg- like I don't see the gun club actually winning the tag team championships. Remember. They're a they're a stable when they need to be. However, I mean, Ring of Honor championships, I, I didn't see. But now, their father is managing the AEW Tag Team Champions.
1: Yeah. But I feel like it's... They'll the probably gun- get a shot before the number one contenders. Yeah, right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the, next up, Tony Storm successfully defends her AEW Interim Women's World Championship match. Uh, Britt Baker gets bloodied up. Dee uh, was putting
0: in some good good work into this match. I like she pinned uh, Athena and Tony Storm at the same time.
1: I like Athena coming out like a Cubone. Is po- it, I don't know what it, that is. It's a Pokemon. Oh, yeah, that's like uh, her man. I think Excalibur made. I think he made a, a, a mention to it on on commentary. But and I then th-
0: uh, Serena Deeb I also liked when she put both of them in submission moves. Yes, at the same time, and then and then suplexed Athena while doing the, the submission on Tony Storm. Yeah, but cool. uh, um, I don't know. Uh, uh, what did you feel about this match? Did you like it? I feel like the majority of it felt like choreographed.
1: I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was a great way to spotlight four great female wrestlers, especially you said, you know, Serena Deeb was putting the work in here. Serena uh, Deeb
0: know. still, I have no idea why she was in this match. But still I she enjoyed put her she, <laughs> But she put she
1: put the work. Uh, uh
0: Britt Baker, like you mentioned though, she got crushed by yeah. Athena at one point, started gushing blood from her nose. I don't know if it's a broken nose, I don't see like I, I the liked, internet. So
1: I liked after anything. like I want like after the match, they you know, Tony Storm wins, then Britt Baker Jamie Hater sprints the ring. Britt, and she, Britt
0: Baker attacked Tony Storm first.
1: Yeah, and then, and then Jamie Hater thinking, like, Oh my god, there's gonna be this pull apart brawl. No Hater then beats up Tony Storm while Serena Deeb's beating up Athena. Yeah. And then, like, I like the – like, Britt Baker, like, knows how to entertain people. She takes the blood from her nose. She starts rubbing it all over her abs and stuff like that. You're probably like, that was the most disgusting thing in the world. No,
0: because she's not – it's not somebody else licking her own blood.
1: Yeah, it's it's just her licking her own blood. Um, but the bigger story it's is like you Did
0: she lick her blood though? I don't know. if prob-
1: it. it's probably you know. Her. And then here
0: it's like a, all three of them were beating them down. I'm like, there's got to be like a huge like three women that are coming down to you
1: saw you saw them like posi- like they did a wide shot of the um uh, of the ring and you saw like the camera guys on the on the entrance ramp like getting ready for something and all of a sudden falling in reverse starts playing. No one knows what's going on, and then you see the big name. On the entranceway, Soraya, and the uh, biggest pop of the night happens as formerly known as Paige, now known as Soraya, Page makes here. her way. What? Paige here. <laughs> I know she's got to say Soraya here. Uh, makes her way to all the wrestling. She's all elite, and I think the heels in the ring really played this off well. Like maybe they didn't d- know. Maybe they didn't know. Like oh my god! Like I just like especially Britt too. She's like 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 somebody said like it looks like she just saw a ghost. Yeah. She comes out to the ring. I I feel
0: like they didn't know.
1: Maybe they didn't. I don't but know. But with like, was...
0: when Paige came out though, I'm like, well, who else is with her? Surely she's coming with people. I don't think can she wrestle? All the reports always say no, she's not clear, no, she's not cleared.
1: I, I don't know, but I think it's a great—regardless if she is cleared or not, I think it is a great move for all elite wrestling. Paige is very well known. She has a movie about her life. She is a very big person on Twitch, and it is a great way for, to maybe to get some of those Soraya Page fans to come over to AEW and check it out, especially if she's going to be here. So, she does
0: have a win-loss record, and that— Like, I really, I truly, truly hope that if she does get back in the ring, she's like good to go in the ring. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I know, and I
1: I was talking to Dave about this the other night. Like, right after she came out, Dave just texted me and goes, Wow. Um, But I know Dave said something to the fact that she said that she was waiting for like the opportune, like the the opportune match. So I think a Britt Baker versus uh, Soraya match is definitely uh, a top match. Like,
0: to me, like, right now, It was a a big pop, one of the biggest pops in, I think, AEW history. Yeah. I don't think it, it doesn't mean anything if she can't
1: wrestle. But I, again, as I just said, she is a a very big influencer. So it's a great way to bring her into the company. So, I mean, as far
0: as we know, those reports, can't wrestle, can't wrestle. So maybe she could, like, end up coaching Jamie Hayter away from Britt Baker.
1: Yeah. That's that. Also working with Tony Storm, you know. They're, but she's coming out to uh, hardcore music. Tony Storm's a punk rock uh, chick, you know. It's good. It's a good good combination. We so, shall
0: see. I'm uh, I'm nervous to see what's next with uh with Paige and AEW. So well,
1: whatever you do, keep her away from Sammy Guevara and take Conti. Him.
0: As soon as she came out, everyone was like, "Keep her away from Guevara."
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Main event, I uh. It Whole uh, match sucked. I didn't. I don't think it sucked. I just found it boring. Why? Because it wasn't your style. It, it was just a very. Wasn't, it wasn't like exciting to me. I don't know. And then the outcome: Moxley picks up the victory over Brian Danielson to become the three-time AEW champion. I'm about it. I definitely I... don't think they, they had to keep cutting away from the match to show MJF.
1: <laughs> I thought well, that was a big storyline in this, but like also. Here's like my thing, like yes, I know a lot of people are upset that Moxie's a champion, but I think us as smart wrestling fans know that is gonna be a transitional champion. I don't think anybody it's, and
0: it's already. It's like he transitioned to CM Punk. How many times this but, like,
1: but here's the thing: if that whole media scrum thing didn't happen. We wouldn't have this match. We wouldn't have this tournament. No. It's gonna take a little bit to right the wrongs well, of that thing.
0: I, I feel like Brian Danielson was the person to give it to, but who do you I know, think but like, if again, he's gonna like, you be know transitional? What? Who do you think is the next he, champion?
1: MJF. I've been saying that for, for uh, the for the entire year. So
0: that's obviously that's gonna happen full gear at The Rock.
1: Or maybe it happens next week. I you never know. They they, they 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 this week, especially in MJF's the, the, the three media things that he's done he said i have a chip that i can cash this in whenever i want tony khan said whenever there is a sanctioned aew event mjf is allowed to cash in i
0: think they'd want to sell the the pay-per-view
1: oh absolutely i think they want to sell the pay-per-view as well but um... when is when's full gear that's november yes or is that right full gear let me let me uh, is it october here. full gear 2022 let's see where is it it's I know it's in New Newark, Newark. Uh, November nineteenth, Nork, New Jersey, bro. Nah, no, I'm not going. Thanks, um, but I mean this this match was a little bit more ground and pound. It had a little bit more of like an MMA style feel to it, and it was very slow. Something that
0: I I wish that commentary would literally just ever never ever ever mention again is. We spoke to TBS. They're allowing us to go as long as possible because and every single time they do that, it's literally ends to this. This show ended at 10 p.m. Cutting off Brian Danielson, putting the championship. Yeah. Around,
1: and I'll I, I, agree. I, I, I didn't like that at
0: all. They always, always do that. And it's like 10.01, 10.01, 10.01. This one ended at 10 p.m. And it's at 10.01. I no, it did not. Yes, it did. It did not. Okay. Sorry. 10 p.m. People, and I don't like that Brian Danielson was up. He was out. He was knocked out from that choke. But as soon as he gets out, he I guess the, the breath comes back into him. He gets up, puts the title around him. Good. He should. I don't. Think it's a that, show of respect. I don't think that should have happened on air. Brian Danielson to me should have been knocked out.
1: Okay. So anyway, Moxley's a champion now. Um, I'm about this because if. You want Brian Danielson's first AEW Championship to be a long, lengthy run. You don't want it to be a couple weeks. And again, I'll say it again: they're still trying to patch up everything that happened to the media scrum. They could have had it a long, match, lengthy run, though. MJF has the
0: chip. It could have done. It could have been any time. Yeah, but I think I, I, again. What are the other what, pay-per-views?
1: This is the last one of the year. Full gear. And then Revolution is in January.
0: So Revolution's their big January one. Yeah, and, and then, then May is a, a pay per view month. I think Double
1: right? or Nothing, and then All Out.
0: I've, dude, should they add more pay per
1: views? No, I don't think so. Long storytelling, especially especially now, because you have Blood and Guts is out of the way, uh, Forbidden Door is out of the way. You know, they had. We, this is something we were complaining about. Like I want to say a month, month and a half ago is. Them having to push all these quick storylines because there's turnaround around from a pay per view to a pay per view to a big event to this that and the other thing. Now they're going to have some time here to kind of really tell stories, really give us a lot, of, lot of, um, give us a lot of more uh, wrestling to involve in these big storylines. I uh,
0: I know that they were focusing on championships in this, on this episode. Yes, I think. Pack and Orange Cassidy should have been switched with Hook and Action Bronson.
1: No, because you want you want people to. It's it's a ratings thing too. You want like no one wants to watch Rampage. No offense to Pocket, <laughs> no, but like I'm saying, nobody wants to watch the old Atlantic Championship on Rampage. You want to get people. You're putting Action Bronson and Hook on there because you want. I don't think that's
0: selling people though.
1: I think seeing Action Bronson, who is a a star. Not in the world of professional wrestling. In the world of entertainment, putting him on TV because you know the next morning you're gonna have all these articles all over like the that's, internet. That's and action I Bronson think it competes be on the in wrestling. Show that people watch. With... People are gonna watch this one too. There's <laughs> also I, as,
0: this this show. I don't know. I set my DVR. You might want to do that. You don't watch Rampage live, right?
1: I don't watch. Rampage. You got a
0: DVR? Or no.
1: Um, I think so. With Hulu, I have to double check because I don't know. Uh... But I, I should be home. I'm probably gonna watch it live because I should be home in time for it.
0: This show was over two and a half hours, and they only have a two hour time slot, T- TV time slot, which is not two hours. So I don't know how or what they're gonna cut. I don't know. Should be uh, interesting to see what gets cut and what what doesn't.
1: Yeah. I won't so, know.
0: I wasn't at the show.
1: I, don't, I I don't know, but all all reports said it was a hot crowd, uh, and I I like hot crowd for dynamite maybe. Yeah. Um, they left for Rampage. I don't know. Why would they do that? I, I, just, I, I want to see people, Action Branded. Come on. I don't want to
0: sit there until midnight. Yeah. I, I feel really bad for, for Starks and Hobbs because they, people be, left.
1: It's okay. It happens. Then, then, it, then maybe next year they will book Grand Slam on Rampage on Friday and do all of your uh, dark and elevation matches beforehand. And maybe uh, – St- maybe started earlier in the night, or maybe they do it on Thursday. Maybe they do it Wednesday, and then Thursday they do Rampage.
0: I don't know. So, I know October there's
1: there's a bunch of live Rampage yes. due to sports. Yes, that's right. Um, question for you: Do you think now, John Moxley is a three time All Elite Wrestling champion? Do you think fans are going to start turning on him, giving him the Cody treatment? Fans already don't care about John Moxley as champion.
0: But you think it's gonna be more so now. I don't know. Wow. They're all they don't care. The internet is like, why did the Brian internet. Danielson not win this championship?
1: Yeah, because if let's say let's say in two weeks Brian Danielson has like a banger of a match against somebody, MJF comes down, the internet's gonna be I can't believe they only gave Brian Danielson a two week run as champion. That's ridiculous. And then they'll completely turn on MJF again. But I'm about it. I again. Th- they could again. have waited. They. I
0: don't mean. I guess. No, they couldn't have waited. I don't know. Wrestling no, Because we here, know That's John the thing, Moxley. though. I this, this championship has been like in the mud right now because with how of much C- it's been changing. This is yes. Yeah, CM Punk's fault. Now there's rumors that he won't even be returning to AEW. Good, good
1: riddance. But, Goodbye. Good. He he uh, screwed up a whole company. I, I understand that completely. I understand that completely, and good. Let him just fade into the sunset now. Give him the Bobby Bonilla treatment. Pay One of the, the
0: worst returns in professional wrestling history, maybe
1: the worst return. I think the return that night was awesome, but yeah, but what it led to? Yeah, I know. But I you would can't give do, it
0: all back. I don't care about that return at, at, at in Chicago. I, I would can't. give it all back to not have what we have right now.
1: I know. Well, you know what? A year ago, we wouldn't be. We weren't saying this. A year ago, we'd be like yeah, it's cool. CCM Punk down. A year now, ago, like, in a week, I was saying. <laughs> Yeah, but nah, but we didn't see this coming, unfortunately. So, the titles muddied again. I'm just say I'm I'm going to say it again. I'm going to sound like a freaking broken record. Just put the title in MJF and everything will be right in the world. That's did you, it. Did you happen
0: to see Pat Buck watching his boys win the titles? No, I didn't. He was sitting right behind uh would they show in the crowd? I don't know. I think when they, they, they had the, the, the rappers sitting in the crowd for that match.
1: Oh, Buck was there too?
0: Yeah, he was sitting right behind oh, them. Oh, good. He should
1: be, he should, him and, and Brian Myers should be really proud of everything that they've done with those guys. And, and all the guys on the AEW roster. Yeah. Um, I did see the video of uh, Bobby Orlando and Bryce Donovan going nuts when uh, Max won the ta- uh, Caster won the tag team titles. Because they're part of a, the Shook crew. So, yeah. And Bobby Orlando just won the uh, Cap uh, TV Championship uh, this past weekend at a, an event where bully ray put vsk through a door that said fu cardona on it i saw that i know so cuz he's cuz they don't make tables anymore <laughs> and on that note let's get to my match of the week chris's match of the week chris's match, match of the week match of the week this week um we we talked it up i'll talk about it again just because of the the emotion the emotion behind it The acclaimed versus Swerve our glory for the tag titles. The acclaim have arrived. Um, uh, We're very happy for them here. Um, Really cool. And we'll see where they go next. I hope they get uh, the Road Warrior pop next week when they come out with tag titles. So on that note, let's get to whoever Brandon is shouting out. This is Miss Piggy and you should be listening to moi instead of Brandon's shoutouts.
0: The first shout shout-out goes to Sabu because he tweeted last week that he used to intentionally botch moves to work Dave Meltzer. And I think that's absolutely hilarious. Lance Storm confirmed it and, and wrote one of the times that Sabu was going to do it. And Meltzer would go ahead in the sheets and write about how Sabu messed up. The crowd would chant what they would chant. Obviously, if you're an ECW fan, you know what they chanted. And they would just roll around in the ring laughing about it. So I think that's a brilliant move. (laughs) I mean,
2: and the way that I I, I told Brandon, I mean, Sabu is a great wrestler and always entertaining. Uh, Definitely an innovator. (laughs) You know, definitely an innovator for what he did in the ring and uh, led to so many others. But... Um with this coming out and everything, I mentioned to you that it was great publicity. So Eve, I know you mentioned that it's working Meltzer, but it's also publicity. That's the bigger because, part
0: to me. I don't care about the publicity.
2: <laughs> but it is publicity because back then you didn't have internet. So the only I way to of not, as, you not did. with ECB. Tony Dub, Khan had it,
0: he was definitely on
2: those boards. <laughs> you know, but back then you really didn't have that. So the only way to get your name out there or to get spoken about was through Dave Meltzer or stuff like that. So if anything, it's also a genius way to get written about. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: I'm going to give another shout out to uh, Trace Atkins. I think he's a great singer. I'm very happy that we've seen him perform live. Yeah, He's on a new show on Fox called Monarch. How is it? So... The, the, the trailer always looks really good. Trey Atkins, I want to say, I think is a great actor also. It's a drama based on a country music family. Susan Sarandon stars in it also. They've had guest stars like Martina McBride and Shania Twain. They're only two episodes out. That's it? Yeah. I feel like they already had the entire first season. I had super high hopes for this show, given how long that it actually took uh-huh. to come out. It was supposed to come out in January. But due to COVID, it literally just premiered last week. Okay. Wow. But it's kind of too soap opera for oh, me. Oh, that stinks, you know? But they I, only I really... have two episodes, so I'll probably, de- I could say probably, but I'll definitely watch the, the rest of the season. I just thought it was going to be more like This Is Us. Yeah. And it's just like, like almost like a telenovela. Nah, that I, no, I can't even. There's, say it like there's that another. That's not. It's not. It's like another it's, show. There's too. an in between there.
2: But there's another show too now, uh, with what's it? A uh, Reba McIntyre.
0: Well, that's the isn't that the Big Sky or whatever? I don't I don't
2: know, but it looks like it's like pretty much the same thing.
0: I could swear. Let me see. Big Sky Reba. Yeah, she's on the show Big Sky. That's not a new show though. No, no, no. She's just on it now. Yeah. I don't know if it's one of those, what uh, are those shows that don't connect?
2: Uh huh. I don't. I don't know what it's
0: called, but yeah. like uh, American Horror Story.
2: Oh, okay. Like same realm, same universe, but yeah. I don't know if that's same... what this is, but I got gotcha, you. I this, gotcha. this one,
0: this one's. It says season three, Deadly Trails. So I don't. Maybe that's. It's not connected to the original. I'm not sure. Possibly. Uh huh. But I didn't see Big Sky. I saw the commercials that looked good, but I never yeah. checked out. But Trace Atkins, fantastic singer, got his autographed uh, CD at the concert we went to. And I could yeah. swear he might have called me Lady, but...
2: <laughs>
0: um, but... And then the last one, like, this this is... You can call it controversial. I don't care. I'm giving an anti shout out to oh. Candy Corn it's 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 that time of the year again i saw people on twitter praising it and i'm like i don't see how it's literally i don't know i can't say literally i can't say maybe maybe top two of the like the worst possible candies you can get for halloween in general even it's one of the worst candies the worst maybe i could say the worst candy to me is i used to not mind it. nah like, candy corn, yeah, per- perhaps as a child. You're a child, you're eating candy corn. Yeah. You grow up, you realize, this is disgusting, this is not good. I'd rather have cotton candy over candy corn. And even that, it's just, I, I'm eating, co- if I'm eating cotton candy, it's for the scent. Mm-hmm. Of the, the fresh, the, the fresh scent of sugar crystallizing into a cotton candy. I once saw a
2: video of a raccoon trying to wash their, uh... <laughs> cotton candy in water I, and saw, pretty...
0: I saw a little kid his mother she goes oh here you gotta wash it first and he goes puts it in the water it disappears and she goes well take another piece he does it again well you gotta wash your cotton candy kid <laughs> yeah. and he's like I yeah. wanna eat it I wanna eat it
2: Yeah.
0: but uh, I I really just stopped making candy corn they they change shapes now all of a sudden uh, a few I mean probably a few years ago probably when we were child, they, children they made different shapes and everything They make different flavor of candy corn now. How people enjoy candy corn is just absolutely beyond me. I think it's awful. Please just stop. Don't put it over on Twitter. Save it. Put that in like a skeleton in your closet. You eat candy corn. Don't tell people. Oh, that's
1: okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) But those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our is right our mark out moment of the week
2: um i'm I'm gonna take it first because we already spoke about mine mine was definitely the white rabbit i totally marked out for that and another thing i marked out for the acclaimed yes picking up the tag team champions
0: yeah very very happy for them i said that earlier with chris yeah i I mean these are I mean, more so, Bowens. Uh, Caster, we, we followed Caster from the yeah, start because fo- of Creative Pro, but we didn't actually ever go see him wrestle live. Exactly, yeah, Anthony but, Bowens. Ca- we knew him before he made his debut.
2: Yeah, Caster. Like we, we never like uh, following the. We were following Creative Pro, but we never went to the event. Uh, never really had the opportunity because I was upstate New York at the time. While before that, we were able to get to PWS uh, Russell Pro uh, and see. Bowen's really break in uh before when he first started training.
0: Yeah, we weren't at his first match, but uh I believe we were at his second match. Yeah. But we knew him always... we knew him before he started uh before he started wrestling, so. Well, I mean while he was... he was training, we should say, but
2: and for the record, he's he was always such a good yes, 100% person.
0: oh, person. I thought you were going to say in the ring. <laughs>
2: no, I mean, he was always such a talented and really good wrestler, but he always treated us so well too. Yeah.
0: And, you know, and that's funny always... cuz like when he won the tag team championship last night at uh, at Grand Slam, that's all that would go through my head is I'm so happy for Anthony Bowen's because he treated us with like so much respect. And 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 so he was so kind to us always. Yeah, and he didn't have to be at all.
2: And you know, we, we definitely always appreciated that just to
0: you know, to feel like welcome. Like when and, when they formed the Untouchables in PWS, that's still one of like my highlights of like indie wrestling. Him, Anthony, uh not Anthony, uh Bobby Wayward, Chris Payne, and AC Gamble, when the four of them formed as the untouchables. I yeah. thought that was such a cool moment. And f- like beyond that, they were asking us for advice on like tag team finishers and they were like taking it. Yeah. I mean, that's a cool thing. You
2: know, you definitely, you want to pick the minds of everybody around you, you know, what do people like? What do people don't like? Or it just have
0: you... we ever seen this move before?
2: Yeah. You know, you know, It was just really nice. So we're very, very proud and happy that Bowens and Max Caster are um, champions right now. Yeah. You know, so congratulations to them.
0: Um, Something Monday night related, not Monday Night Raw, though. I saw on Twitter popped up the narration for the opening of the Vikings Eagles game was Jesse Ventura. I thought that was pretty cool. I think he's probably got one of the best voices in professional wrestling. So to have him narrate something for the Minnesota Vikings, he was governor in Minnesota. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Also on the E-Network, I feel like we should have started with these. (laughs) (laughs) The E-Network, they have a show called Celebrity Beef, which is hosted by Joel McHale. It's a cooking show where they did some like fake feuding for this program, but they had the Bella twins on. So Nikki and Brie faced off each other in a cookoff. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool, but that's... Joel McHale, I'll always be a fan of. Yeah. Joel McHale. I met him in 2008. I believe it was saw Bo Burnham open for him, which, which I knew Bo Burnham at that time, but like yeah. not a lot of people knew Bo at that time. And I was like, Bo blew up when they when they announced that Bo was opening for Joel McHale that night. I was like, "That's amazing!" Because I'm a huge fan of Bo Burnham. And then yeah. I got Bo to Burnham, see them. Like
2: he's he's the modern day Stephen Lynch,
0: perhaps. I really I wish I got to meet Bo Burnham at that show though. I don't know why he he was just like not out there. Joel McHale was out there, super famous from The Soup, signing autographs after yeah. after the show, and I got to get a picture and an autograph with him. Had That's some really cool. uh, fun back and forth dialogue and uh yeah and then I saw him I went with uh Linick he had gotten tickets from his work and we went at Westbury Music Fair and sat like second row or something which was pretty cool but uh congratulations again to The Acclaimed yeah. everyone loves The Acclaimed and uh those pretty- those are the mark out moments of the week for us this is episode six oh seven. Check us out on Twitter at Markin'Out at bttg 161 on both social on uh, Twitter and Instagram, David PTDPT on Twitter and Instagram, Chris Sween Dog on Twitter, CMSweenie85 on Instagram, YouTube.com slash Marking Out11 on on uh, YouTube and Instagram at Markin'Out on TikTok, Twitch we don't do anything with, but we're there. Yeah, you could hit us up. Yeah, you can follow <laughs> us there. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. I'm sure there's going to be a sale coming up, so look out for that code. Uh, what else we have? MarkinOut.com, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify Podcasts, and Facebook. Did I say Facebook.com slash out? I think so. Take it home. We wish you the... the- Love. In your future, In your future endeavors. endeavors, have a fantastic week.